Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. This is not really a series, but it's just different life-changing messages. And this week, we're going to deal with projection versus reflection. Projection versus reflection. So let's go to James chapter 1, verses 23 to 25. James chapter 1. We live in a generation that does not like to take accountable to anything that they do. And really, this is, uh, it just didn't start in this generation. This is the manifestation of the baby boomers. Because that's when, in the baby boomer generation, that's when we went through in the 60s of rebellion, sexual promiscuity, drugs, alcohol. So what we see in this generation now is a manifestation of the baby boomers when they started their rebellion. Okay? Because there was no there was no reflection, there was more projection going on. James chapter 1 verse 23 says, for if uh, any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his own way and straightway or immediately forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, that's the word, and continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. So he says, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, if that believer know how to reflect, and we're looking into the word of God, there's a reflection that they go through and continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. So God will bless us in our reflection, not our projection. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 4. And why, why is it we need to reflect? Because when it comes to reflection, reflection always deals with our issues. Reflection deals with our issues. When you became born again, and if you was taught in the word and the things that were in walking by faith, you, 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 you will notice that your walk with God and your communion with God, God never deals with you about someone else. God always deals with you about you. And the main thing that he deals with you about you is your issues, because we all got issues, all right? Even though he's out there slinging planets different places and hanging up stars and all that, still God comes to me and deals with me by my issue of how I'm loving my wife, all right? But if I don't reflect and I project, that I would not be able to be blessed in the works of my deeds. Proverbs 4, verse 20 says, My son or my daughters, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thy eyes. So, you, so when we come to the word of God, that's where our reflection starts. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. For they are life unto those 
that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart, your heart, protect your heart. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Why is that? For out of it, out of your heart, look at this, for out of it are the issues. You got issues. The reason why you feel that you're not where you need to be in life because of what mama did or didn't do, what daddy did or daddy didn't do, or my siblings. So when you start doing that, you are projecting instead of reflecting. Because when it comes to reflecting or reflection, we deal with, we're, we're dealing with inwardly. We're dealing with your heart. We're dealing with your issues. And a lot of people don't want God or people to touch my issues. Because I protect my issues because my issues are my issues. So I project instead of reflect. So he said, for out of all the issues of life, is there verse 24? Yeah. Yeah, I give you 24. I said 23 to 25. Okay, there you are. <laughs> Put away from, you got issues? Oh, no. <laughs> put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips put away from thee a forward mouth and perverse lips what are forward mouth and a perverse lip a disobedient mouth your mouth what you say will tell people or tell God what are your issues put a perverse lips put far from thee verse 25 let thy eyes look right on. Let thy eyelids look straight before thee. So we, we're talking about projection versus reflection. Now, our key scripture that we're going to deal with this morning, let's go to John chapter 4. I think that's what, 1 to 42? Okay. We're talking about projection versus reflection. The problem we have is a lack of self-reflecting. A lot of people do not like to walk in self-reflection. Self-reflecting is to look in the mirror of the word. All right? That's why a lot of Christians stay away from the word. Because the word causes you to self-reflect. All right? Not project. We spend our lives projecting, not reflecting. So now I need to give you some, define some terms here. What is projecting? You know, you have a movie projector. And that movie projector project an image on the screen. All right? So projecting is taking our issues and putting it on somebody else. That's a lack of accountability. We project. It's mama's fault. It's daddy's fault. It's the environment I was brought up in. It's my lack of education. It's my skin color. It's my social economic position. What is that? People will project their issues on somebody else instead of reflecting. God wants us to become self-reflectors, not projectors. Reflection or reflecting is taking our issues because we we got issues. We just seen it from the word. That's why we have to protect our hearts because the issues are in the heart. Reflected, taking our issues and bringing it in and see my issues for what it is. 
See my issue. What is what is because I'm projecting my issues on someone else. But when I reflect, I can take my issues and bring it in through the through the mirror of God's word and find out exactly what is the problem. Because when it comes to projecting and reflecting, it has to deal with relationships. It has to deal with your relationship with God, and it has to deal with relationship with other people. So why is it you have all these problems in your relationships, in your marital relationship, in your business relationship? You all, there, there, there's always some stuff. So self-reflecting, find out what is my issue, bring it in inwardly through the word of God and find out what is the problem instead of projecting. Projecting, I am projecting my issues on somebody, someone else. I'm putting the blame or I'm putting my issues on somebody else as the problem but really I need to self-reflect to find out what, what is the problem within me? Oh, hallelujah. Life-changing. Life-changing. What, what, why is it I do what I do? And it always seems to affect my relationships. Why is it I can't get along at the family reunion? Because every time I show up, I always got some issue with someone. You're projecting. It's really not, the, it's really not those individuals. It's you. But you need to allow God, through his word, to cause you to self-reflect and find out what is it inside of you that's causing you to have these issues. Projecting will miss my need to change. When you project, you put it on somebody else, you have just missed the opportunity for you to change. And when there's a change, like we read in the scripture, that God is able to bless you because now you have self-reflected instead of projecting. So projecting will miss my need to change and change everybody else around me. So when you're projecting, you're missing your opportunity to change, but you want to change everybody else around you. And what you fail to realize that everybody else around you, they okay. It's you that got the issue. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Praise God. Going back to reflection. What will reflection do for me? Reflection is show me, me. That's where people get scary. Because they don't want to see their true self. Because they live in this facade of who they think they are, but really everybody around you, they know who you are. So reflection is show me me. When reflection occurs, this is what is called looking at the dark night of the soul. Oh, hallelujah. We don't, because we have, we have this, we have this fantasy about ourselves. We think we're wonderful. Now, we, we could be wonderful in faith, but we're talking about, are, are you projecting it or are you doing self-reflection? Because if you're self-reflecting that you're wonderful, the only reason why you are wonderful 
because of what he has done. But if you're projecting that you're wonderful because I'm better or I'm wonderful than the crackhead. Now, when you project, people who project, they never project on towards someone who is doing better than them. They're always going to project on somebody who, yes, you go, you're better than a crackhead. Yes. But what could do, would you project? Are you better than that righteous person who's walking upright with God? No, because when it comes to that, that's it requires self-reflecting. And then when you self-reflect, there's no comparison. So if reflection shows me, 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 the dark night of the soul. Whenever we live, come on, come on up here, Pastor Love. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, sir. Pastor Love is in the house. Yeah, let's give him a, yeah. Glad to have you, brother. Praise God. All right. Okay, whenever we live a life of projecting, projecting is always taking your issues and putting it on someone else. Not realize that when you live a life of projecting, you will start living under rigid rules for yourself. We live under rigid rules for ourselves. So in understanding this teaching, the first thing you need to do, you need to start studying your life and really see how you are with relationships. Relationships will provide to you whether you are projecting or reflecting. Because if you are projecting, you will now start living under rigid rules for yourself that now you have this wall, this barrier that you keep people out instead of bringing people in. Self-reflecting, when you self-reflect, now, keep in right perspective, self-reflection does not mean condemnation. Self-reflecting means you looking into the word of God and finding out the real you in you. God cannot deal with you until you deal with you. This is where we Christians, we're missing it. We want God's blessing. God cannot bless us until we deal with ourselves first. We have to self-reflect. We have to look in the dark night of our soul and see exactly what is my issue because it is affecting my relationship people that are reflectors or walk in reflection they are tender why is that because when you deal with yourself and you find out what your issues you know, if it's not because of the, the salvation of Jesus Christ, I wouldn't even be, be blessed who I am because if I look at, look at myself, oh man. So I'm more tender towards people instead of being rigid. People who are rigid towards other folks, they are usually projectors. They blame other people. But when you look at yourself and see what's inside of you, you're more tender because you know it's the grace of God. <laughs> That's why you're still walking around. So you're going to become more tender. So people that are reflective are tender. People that are projectors, they will repel people. They keep people away from them. Because they are projectors. So people 
in leadership love reflectors. A pastor loves people in, that under him to reflect instead of project. Because whatever situation going on, whatever happens, when you got a bunch of projectors, they always will pass the blame. But reflectors, they will self-reflect and they will see with them, man, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done at the church and it's not getting done. So I self-reflect. So I see in the dark soul, in the dark night of my soul, that reason why I got issues and I'll say, why don't y'all get it done? Because I see within myself, I'm lazy. Because if I wasn't lazy, I would, I, I would do something that needs to be done in the church, but I sit back in the back and I project, why don't they have this stuff done? Why don't they have these walls painted? Why they got that ramp fixed? Why, ain't, why, this, why this place ain't cleaned up with, I'm projecting because I'm not self-reflecting. Because if I self-reflect, I re realize in the core of me that I'm just a no lazy person. Oh, y'all don't want to work with me. Oh, praise God. Somebody said, go to the scripture. So that's why, that's why, that's why for years with churches, you know. Yeah, that's why you see years of church, and especially in this church before we started taking, we took over. That's why that's why stuff never got done, because people always projected they need to do this, they need to do that, instead of self-reflecting to see within why why aren't you doing it. So that repels people. That put a, I like to say, that put the strain on a relationship. When you're a projector, you put strain on relationship. But when you're self-reflecting, you're more tender. And you realize, oh man, stuff needs to be done. Hey, I'm gonna take time out. I'm gonna come here on a Saturday. I'm gonna, I'm just, I, I, I'm not gonna tell pastor that I'm doing it so that I can look good. That's still projecting. But I make a dis I've been self-reflecting and I'm like, man, man I'm, I've been lazy. Lord, forgive me my lazy. I, I'm, I'm doing it unto the Lord. Because now I'm looking through the mirror of God's word and now God can deal with me because I'm self-reflecting. I'm not projecting. Somebody else should be doing it. So the goal of Christ is to make you see you. This is, see, this is where religion has messed, messed us up. The whole thing when we got born again and came into Christ and kingdom of God, the next step was, was Christ is, was to make us see us, to see you. Because the true you is not like him. That's why Paul talks about put on the mind of Christ. Put on his mind because your mind is not his mind because you are a projector. He is a self-reflector. That's why he was able on the cross said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He could have projected and said, man, they did this to me. Well, he even said, hey, I got legions of angels. I could destroy this whole planet. But he self-reflected. What was his issue? He went through that in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus went through this projection, reflection thing in the Garden of Gethsemane. He, before then, he was preaching about his father. He was preaching about what he's called to do, relationship with his father. Now he's in the garden the night before his crucifixion. Now he's on to the point of he had to die, and his flesh did not want to die. That's what that Garden of Gethsemane thing was. So instead of him projecting, he started, Father, if this cup could pass from me, 
He started projecting. But then he said, nevertheless, he started reflect. He started looking within himself. This is what I need to do for my father. Self-reflection as a believer, you see within yourself what you need to do for the father. So the goal of Christ is to make you see you. Okay, now let me give you some scripture because yeah, all oh, that sounds good, doesn't it? But we got to have the word to back it up. We got to see this projection and the reflection. So John chapter 4, verse 1. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisee had heard that, Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John. Though Jesus himself baptized not, but his disciples. He left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must need go through Samaria. Now, Samaria or the Samaritans, they were half-breeds. They were your Old Testament or ancient uh, mixed breed or mixed race people. All right. And the Jews hated the Samaritans. They hated it with a passion. There was a point of Israel that they would have to go to Jerusalem to do their worship, and they would have to travel through Samaria. That's why he said he had to go through Samaria. And the Jews hated the Samaritans so much that they would go 40 miles out of the way to get to Jerusalem instead of going through Samaria. Okay? So Jesus said he had to go through Samaria. Look at verse 5. Then coming to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now, Jacob well was there, and Jesus, therefore, being weary. Now, remember, these guys, they walked everywhere. They didn't have no, they didn't have no Lexuses, and, and they, they walked. That's why when we go different places, it was a custom to wash the sand and the dirt off their feet because they walked everywhere, okay? So now Jacob well was there. Jesus, therefore, being weary with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. Then cometh the woman of Samaria. Here we go. Then cometh a projector. Okay? To draw water. And this is what Jesus said unto her. Jesus said, give me to drink. Now, remember, remember what I told you? The Samaritans and the Jews, they didn't hang out. So here the Samaritan woman comes to the well. Jesus is there. He's weary. He sees her, and he tells her, give me to drink. Verse 8. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat or resources. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him. Now here we starting the projecting process. How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask drink of me? She's projecting. How are you going? You're a Jew, and you're going to ask me for something to drink. You know that we don't we don't jive. So why are you asking me something to drink? which am a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Verse 10. Jesus asked, now look at, this is how Jesus deals with your projection. I mean, y'all I mean, want your real Jesus, right? Okay. So why is it my spouse can't put down the toilet seat? when he use it. This is how Jesus is going to deal with it. Because you project it. Because you're saying it's your spouse can't put down the toilet seat. But that ain't the issue. That's not the issue. You're just projecting on the toilet seat. But you got some deep issues. 
So now you try to go in prayer to the Lord about your spouse. And this is the first thing Jesus is going to deal with you is with your projecting. He wants to turn your projecting into reflecting. Oh, glory. Jesus answered and said to her, now she projected Jesus. Hey, I'm a Samaritan. You a Jew. We don't deal with each other. Why are you asking me for what? This is how Jesus responds. He said, if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to you or thee, give me to drink, thou would have asked of him and he would have given thee living water. He said, if you have really had a good self-reflecting, you would have realized me, I asked you to drink, you would have said, yes, I will give you that water. If you had really self-reflecting of the word of God about your spouse, that your spouse is the spiritual head of your house, the washing of the water of the word, you wouldn't worry about that toilet seat. You would have said, oh, don't worry about baby. I got it for you. But if you ain't self-reflecting, projecting, why ain't put that toilet seat down? Y'all y'all here? Y'all went home. This is this is where God wants to deal with us. We want the blessings, we want the wealth, we want the healing. And while we get we get all this stuff, but we still got issues. You you are healed, you are prosperous, but you're walking around with issues. So Jesus wants to deal with your issues. He said, you will have given it to verse 11. And the woman said unto him, rejecting again, sir, thou hast nothing to draw. She, she said, you ain't got nothing to draw. How can I draw any water for you? You ain't got nothing to draw with. Rejecting again. Just because he didn't put the toilet seat down, he ain't beating you. He got a job. You got a place to live in. You got a car. But your issue is not the tallest seed. It's going a little deeper. You just projected on the tallest seed, but there's some deep issue. And Jesus wants to get your issue. So she said, look at this. You don't have nothing to draw with. And the well is deep. For Wednesday has thou that has thou that living water. Now, look, okay, now she really, now she's going to get religious on it. You know how it is with your spouse. You start, you start getting religious on them. Now you start quoting scripture. You ain't, you ain't know no scripture, but now you want to quote the book. You still, you can quote the book and still project. Now you want to look at it. She said, art thou greater than our father Jacob? She's saying to, she's saying to Jesus, are you greater than your father? Because that, that was Jacob's well that he gave to Joseph. Are you greater? Now she getting really, are you greater than Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children, and his cattle? Verse 13. Jesus answered, said unto her, now, he's, good. he's still dealing with her projected. Jesus is going to deal with your projected because he wants you to reflect, not project. Jesus answered, said unto her, whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. You drink from this natural water, you are thirst again. But look at verse 14. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water and spring up into everlasting life. What is Jesus trying to get her to reflect? He's trying to get her to reflect, I have water to give to you. I have life. A projector never experienced the life of God. He said, I have water. I have life to give to you. I want to give you life, but God cannot give us the water 
until we reflect. Because you're going to take that water and still reproject on the water. Oh, Jesus. Reflection. He wants you to have an inner image of you. Because when you have an inner image of yourself and you become a better you, then you can enjoy life. You have an uh, image of you better than you think. We have a tendency to normalize our dysfunction. We think our dysfunction is normal. We think our projecting is normal. We think our blame, passing the blame, having, we think having issues is normal. And child of God, having issues are not normal in the kingdom of God. What's normal in the kingdom of God is having water. Life. So when it comes to time when we're walking in projection, Sometimes the spirit has to blindside you to get you to reflect. What do you mean by that? You remember the story about King David? And uh, he slept with Bathsheba. You know, and, you know, everybody teach that, you know, but the real, the real hero there was Bathsheba's husband. Because David tried to set it up. He slept with Bathsheba. She got pregnant. And Uriah, her husband, came from the battle. And so he tried to get Uriah to sleep with Bathsheba to projecting to make it like he was the one that got her pregnant. But Uriah was so loyal to the king. He said, there's no way I can go sleep with my wife. And I know my comrades are out in battle. He said, no, I will stay here at the palace. So David got... He tried to project. So he got frustrated. So he said, well, get him out of here. He said, send him into the front of the battle. Well, you know what's going to happen. You got to send him in front of the battle. He got, he got killed. So David thought now he can cover up his projection. But then the prophet Nathan came along. See, this is where God will blindside you to get you to reflect. He came to, uh, Nathan came to David and said, let me give you a story. It was this one guy that had all this wealth, all this abundance. And then there was another guy. The only thing that was cherished and dear to him was a little lamb he had. But the guy who had an abundance, he wanted so much more that he took that guy's little lamb for himself. Nathan said to King David, what would you think that would be the sentence for him? David immediately said, death! Because this guy had an abundance. Why would he take this one guy, little lamb? Nathan said, now that's where you got to reflect, David. That's what you did to Uriah. When you took his... David had abundance. David had over seven... David had 700 wives... And then he had over 900 side chicks. But he wanted Uriah's wife. That little lad, that, that little lad, the wife who he cherished. So Nathan said, you did it. You did that, David. So just the sentence you said to him is death. That's what should come to you. And so David self-reflected. That's what God meant that David was a man after my own heart. Whenever David was dealt with his issues, David always self-reflected. And David said, I repent. I have sinned against God. So the time, the Holy Spirit will blindside you to try to get you to reflect because you're so deep in your projected. It's that problem. This person. It's my spouse problem. It's my children's problem. It's the white man's problem. It's the Democrats. It's the Republicans. It's how you're always projecting, projecting. Instead, God is trying to get you to self-reflect. What is your issue? 
And this is what Jesus is trying to get here with this, this murder. What is your issues? So a lot of times, God wants to deal with our issues. And whenever God comes our way to deal with our issue, if you see it coming, you will start projecting. Because God want to God test those issues. And, and allowing God to test those issues. Hey, child of God, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's painful. It's painful. But you know what? When you got that cancerous tumor inside your body, and that surgeon said, hey, I got to go in there and cut that thing out and get it all out. And once I get it out and everything, you'll be okay. Yes. You go through that surgery, it's painful, it's bloody, it's messy. But once he cuts that thing out and you start your healing process, you're going to be thankful that you went through that. And self-reflecting is painful because you got to look at you. So projecting is a way of escape. The reason why people project their issues on someone else or something, because that's their way of escape. They can, they, they, they can run. Instead of standing there dealing with it, instead of being flat-footed uh, flat and deal with the issue, when I see God trying to deal, touch my issue, I project so I can run. That's my way, that's, that's my way to escape. It becomes a defense mechanism. I don't want to deal with the issue. And so, so husband, wives, you know, you're dealing with issues, and then your spouse will try to project. No, just bring them all back. No, we're not talking about that. We ain't talking about your mama. We ain't talking about your dad. We're talking about you. Let's keep it on the subject that we're talking about. We're not, because when they start projecting, no, you got to bring them back. Because what are they trying to escape? And you can't escape from God. You got to stand before God and let him on you on holy ground. And you got to allow him to get, so you got to bring, no, no, we're not talking about it. Well, you, you ain't perfect. We ain't talking about me. We're dealing with the issue. You got an issue. So we got, so quit projecting and start reflecting. Because the reason that people, project they feel that they got a license that this is what they produce when you project you don't realize you feel you got a license now to become a victim and when you are a victim you're not victorious i'm a victim and when you become a victim then anything can come your way and lead you through the path of destruction So, child of God, you need to realize you can't make things work that is not in Christ. Self-reflecting is in Christ. That's when God can start working on your behalf. Because now it is in Christ. Let's go back to Scripture. Are y'all okay? Verse 15. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water that I thirst not. Neither come hither to draw. Jesus said to her, go. Now look at this. Now Jesus, give it, he's, he's getting down to the issue. Allow the Holy Spirit to touch your issue. She said, give me this water so I can thirst this water. Now he said, Jesus said to her, go call thy husband and come uh-oh, he's touching some stuff. Look at this, verse 17. And the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, thou hast well said. He said, you're right, you said it right. You ain't got no husband. Why? Because I have no husband. Look at verse 18. But thou hast had five husbands. Now we're getting down to the core of the issue. Because he said, right, you're you right. You ain't got no husband because you have had five husbands. Look at this. And then he said, he whom thou now has is not thy husband. 
the dude that you're laying up with now, he ain't your husband. Look at this. In thou sayest thou truly, verse 19. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers, now look at this. She's, she's starting to reflect, but then she go back to projecting. She said, our fathers worship in this mountain. And you say that in Jerusalem is a place where men are to worship. Jesus said to her, woman. Now, now Jesus is a woman. You ain't getting this. You're still trying to protect those issues. Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye work. Now, this is how you worship the Father. You worship the Father in self-reflecting, not projecting. He said, you worship, you know not what. We know that we worship for salvations of the Jews. Verse 23. But the hour is come. Now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in what? The truth of your reflecting. The truth, the real issue, the true worshiper, the only way you're going to be able to worship the Father in the spirit, you got to worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And where did the truth start? God will deal with your truth. You, if you do not allow God to deal with your truth, your issues, then you will not be able to worship him in the spirit. Oh, he deals with that truth first. He deals with your issue. He deals with that issue. Look at this. But the hour coming, and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is looking for people who are going to say, Lord, let me self-reflect. God is not seeking perpetrators. God is looking for those who said, Lord, show me me. I know it hurts. I know it's painful. But I need for you to cut all of me out of me so that I can worship you. But if you don't, if you're just projecting, all right? Well, the reason why I'm not serving God because what I got hurt at the church. The church didn't hurt you. Somebody at the church hurt you, but the church didn't hurt you. So what are you doing? You're projecting. Well, you know, they are all hypocrites. Yeah, you're right. When you walk through that door, your hypocritical self, you're right. What do you, what, 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 when you hear those things from Christians, what are they? They're projecting. They're not self-reflecting. They're not allowing God to find out what is my issue. And my issue is why I'm a church hopper because I cannot be committed. That's why I had five husbands. And the dude I'm laying with now, he ain't my husband. So I'm projecting. It's the church fault. It's those preachers fault. It's those deacons fault. It's the neighbors fault. And then you stand up and say, Oh, God is good, ain't he? All the time. You ain't worshiping nothing. Because he said the true worshiper is going to worship in spirit and truth, the truth that hits your core of your issue. Because Jesus said God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit. You, God is a spirit. To worship God, you got to worship him in spirit and him touching your issues. That's true worship. Lord, touch me. Show me me. Spirit and truth, verse 25. The woman said unto him, 
I know that Messiah coming. Here she go, protected again. She said, the woman said, I know that the Messiah coming, which is called Christ, when he come, he would tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. Now, let's find out what was this woman's issue. Because the word says when you worship God, he will, when you, whenever you worship God, he will bring up your issues. I have seen it. 30 some years walk with God. And I, and I was like, what? Am I that bad? Every time I get worship God, God always talk about me. Why can't you talk about her? Why can't you talk about the children? God, Holy Ghost, always dealing with me. So if you don't reflect, you won't know what you are worshiping. Worshiping God without acknowledging your issue, you would eventually get tired of worship. So if you worship God in spirit and not in truth, you are not worshiping God. The true worshiper receives the truth about themselves. You have to receive the truth before you receive the water. So he couldn't give her the water until she received the truth. So what was this woman issue here that Jesus brought out so plainly in this teaching here? He said, where's your husband? He said, I ain't got no husband. She said, okay. He said, well, you, you said that right. Because you had five husbands. And the dude that you're laying up with ain't your husband. And then she turned around and she said, well, when the Messiah comes, he would tell us all that. And then he said, I am he. What was she saying? She was saying to Jesus that you are not qualified to tell me the truth. Spouse, that's what you say to your spouse. When your spouse is trying to bring truth, you say, you ain't qualified, brother or sister, to tell me the truth. Who you, that's why, that's why you, you're in your relationship, they start projecting because they don't think you're qualified. Because they'll start bringing up, but hey, you, what, what you said. And the issue is not your spouse. See. If you find yourself with your spouse or your children or members are keep bringing up to you something that you're doing, God is trying to get you to reflect. And if he keeps coming your way, there's something that you're doing that's causing you or that is affecting your worship. But if you project, especially in, in marital relationships, there's a lot of projecting going in marital relationships because the Spirit of God will use that person, that spouse, to bring up something, but you keep, you don't think you're not qualified to tell me about me. So that's why I project. I remember when you did this. When you did that, and God is trying to get you to self-reflect. So this is what this, what's going on with this woman. Jesus, that's why Jesus asked her, where's your husband? Because in the word of God, in a marital relationship, the husband washed the wife with the water of the word to present to Jesus a spotless, blemished bride. So if your husband's coming to you and saying, hey, you know, you, you got some issues. But if you start projecting, instead of self-reflecting, you start projecting, but you got issues then. What you're saying to your spouse, you're not qualified to tell me the truth. 
not realizing that's Christ. So in all essence, you telling Christ he's not qualified to tell me about me. This is what this, was, this was what the woman was saying. She said, when the Christ come, he'll be able to tell them, Jesus said, hey, I'm he. You didn't listen to your five husbands. The dude that you live with now, you ain't listening to him because you here at the well trying to find another man to project on. And so Jesus said, I'm he, I'm the Christ. Go verse 27. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with this woman because this woman, they, 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 the disciples came back and they saw Jesus talking to her. This sister was fine. And then, what are you doing, Jesus? Why, why are you talking to this sister? Look at her. And yet, no man said, see, they didn't say to why seekest thou or why talkest thou with her? They ain't said they looking at Jesus. What you doing, Jesus? Talking to her. Look at verse 28. And the woman then left her water pot and went away into the city. Now pick this up. This is where the Holy Ghost, you gotta pick up the Holy Ghost. She left her water, she left her water pot and went her way into the city and said. Not to the women, to the men. Why is that? Because she been telling the men all along about themselves. She haven't been listening to the men. So her issue was... <laughs> Her real issue was that Jesus brought out that no man can tell me anything. That was a real issue Jesus brought out because she had five husbands. The dude she was living with, he wasn't her husband. And she was, she was a fine sister. And if she, if, those, if, if she would listen to those guys, or those men, had any type of authority or she yielded to their authority, ain't no way they had that five sister at that well by herself. So she went to the well to find another man who she can tell what to do. And that was the issue Jesus brought out. And Jesus said, you can't get the water because your real issue, your, the, the issue was not because I had nothing to, to draw the water. The real issue wasn't that worship in the mountain in Jerusalem. The real issue, sister, that no man can tell you what to do. Quiet in this Pentecostal church. Because child of God, I know what religion has. I know what I, I know you adopted that feminist spirit into the church and all that. But in the kingdom of God, how he set it up, when you in a marriage covenant, that man tells you what to do. And you can't get the water unless you get the truth. And that's what Jesus was talking about, this Samaritan woman. And the, the religion has run a bad game on us. That's why you're having issues with your relationships. That's why you repel people. That's why people don't want to be around you. And this works the same thing with males, too. If they don't reflect, they start projecting. Males start projecting. It's that woman. That's what Adam and Eve. What did Adam do? Adam, he projected. Instead of self-reflecting, like, Lord, why did I listen to her? I should have took, Adam should have took authority. So when you as a male, you self-reflect, you say, why did I, it's because, you know, you've been raised by your mama, so you're feminine. 
You react out of emotions and feelings. So you gotta so you gotta allow the Holy Spirit to reflect and let God heal that. And that's what Jesus was dealing with this Samaritan woman. And he said, You will not be able to get the, you will not be able to worship God in spirit and in truth until you allow the truth to deal with your issues. Verse 29, real quick, let me wrap it up. She said, come and see a man. Look at this. See, see y'all think I make this stuff up. It's in the word. She said, come see a man which told me what to do because no man could ever tell me what to do but this man. Which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Verse 30. Then they went out of the city and came unto him. The men did. Because they want to see this brother. They want to see this brother. What is about you? She listened to what you said. Verse 31. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed and said, Master, eat. Verse 32. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. Verse three. Therefore said the disciples one to another, has any man brought him ought to eat? He said, okay. He said, well, anybody bring him something? Why he ain't hungry, you know? Jesus said unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me. Jesus said, I already got fed when I ministered to that woman her issue. Now look at this. And to finish his work, verse 35, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then come at harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the field, for they are white, are ready to harvest. And ye that reapeth, receive the wages and gather fruit unto, go on to the next one. And here, in, go to verse 38. Go to 39. And now, that verse, now, many of the Samaritans of the city, many of the men, because she ain't talking to the women. She ain't talking to women because whenever she was dealing with women, she always projected. So she repelled the women with it. So she's, so look at this. Many of the Samaritans of the city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified he told me all that ever I did. Verse 30. So when the Samaritans would come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them. These brothers wanted to know, what, what did you do, man? What did you do to get this woman to listen to? I've been trying for years. What did you do? And he would tarry with them, and he bowed there two days. Verse 41. And many more believed because of his own word. And said unto the woman, Now we believe not because of thou saying, but for we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. They said, we don't believe because of what you're saying, but this brother speaks with authority. This brother speaks masculine. Because we've, we've been trying to talk to this sister for years. And every time we try to bring her something, she always project, 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 project. But you got her attention. You did something that we could never do. You got her attention. So we knew it was something special about you. And when they came and heard Jesus, they believed. Because he worshiped the Lord in spirit and in truth. Did y'all get anything out of this? Now, I don't want y'all to think 
that pastor's female bashing. <laughs> but we're living in the end times and we have to get an understanding by the spirit and by the word, not by the world, why we see so much promoting of females. Because Satan is feminine. Why you think in the garden even Satan never Satan never went to Adam? Satan and Satan can only deal with what he is. Adam was too masculine. Because why? Adam hung out with God. Man, males, when you hang out with God, it makes you masculine. When you hang out with the devil, it makes you feminine. Straight up. You hang out with God, you masculine. God's going to deal with it. He's going to talk. He's going to deal with your issues. He's going to deal with you straight up. Masculinity spirit. God is a masculine spirit. He is, he is he's masculine. He's going to deal with it. But you hang out with the devil. He's going to be so that So that's why we see so many of our male seeds homosexuals and all that kind of stuff and you know and you know how you know in your family you know you you know especially you, you mamas and y'all leave bobby alone leave bobby alone he's just their friend thanks for listening to faith in the word podcast if the word of god has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry please feel free Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly at Cecil Holloway at yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed. <laughs>